So, Remembrance Day, also known as Armistice Day, marks the day that World War I ended on the 11th hour, 11th month, 11th day. And now, you know, nowadays, the anniversaries, as Pat prayed for, is used to remember those who have died not just in that World War I, but in, in World War II, the Gulf War, the Falklands, conflicts in Afghanistan. We're seeing these conflicts in Ukraine and Russia still ongoing. Still, we haven't learned, as Richard mentioned earlier to me. Humanity has not learned. And this remembrance poppy uh, has been used since 1921 to honour those who died, which was inspired by the World War I poem. Does anyone know that? Does anyone know that? In Flanders' fields, as I found out. Yeah. And the purpose, uh, of course, is to remember those soldiers that died for our freedom so that we can all live in relative peace. We also remember, don't we, those soldiers that have survived the wars and are still with us today. You know, more often than not, war usually derives from leaders of countries that want to exercise power or greed through their unsympathetic brutality and other inhumane actions. And leaders like this are oblivious to the fact that there are no winners in war. No winners in war and in conflict because the lasting effects of war on people is incontroversible. Amongst other things, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, that can have huge consequences on soldiers' lives after their time on the battlefield. The lasting effects can be disastrous and some of these effects can lead to serious problems within marriages, families and friends, financial difficulties. I've heard, I don't know about you, veterans coming back from the battlefield and they find it hard to adjust back to life. And some find themselves homeless. Undeniably, war has a devastating and lasting There is hope. There is hope. Because at the beginning of World War II, British soldiers were given a copy of the New Testament with a message from the king at the time, King George VI. In it, he wrote this. To all, my, uh, to all serving for in my forces by sea or land or in the air, and indeed to all my people engaged in the defence of the realm. I commend the reading of this book. For centuries, the Bible has been a wholesome and strengthening influence in our national life, and it behoves us in these momentous days to turn with renewed faith to this divine source of comfort and inspiration. 
Wow. And so as Christians, don't we, we too, we turn to the wisdom that God has spoken through the writers of the books of the Bible. Why? Because it is indeed the divine source of comfort and inspiration, amongst other things. So in our text for today, which is from Romans chapter 5, if you want to turn with me today, and I've lost my butt. Oh, there it is. I thought you'd take it there, Pat. Thank you very much. Um, Romans 5, chapter 5, yeah, verses 6 to 8, 1133. Uh, sorry, no, my mistake, 1132. It's the page number if you want to follow me. So the Apostle Paul says this. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for all ungodly people that were living lives of self-indulgence. Here is what Paul is saying, and sinning against God who were living lives contrary to the commands of God. That's what ungodly means. Who are these people? He's talking about us. Paul is talking to the Roman church, but he is also talking about us. God sent Jesus to this earth to die for all ungodly people. And Paul says, you see, at just the right time. So Paul illustrates uh, in verse 7, that very rarely will we find someone, a person, willing to lay down his life for a complete stranger. Now, Paul's not talking about soldiers here. He's just using an example and he's pointing to the average man, person on the street. wonder how many of us would intervene in an incident that would involve putting our lives at risk. I think if we're honest, not many of us. But we commemorate today, don't we, the military men and women who laid down their lives for others. Their training has enabled them to put themselves in harm's way. And the reason to protect the freedoms 
and the rights of our nation, the things that we enjoy. The result of those people putting themselves in harm's way is what we enjoy. Wonderful. While we remember the soldiers of war, we can also take time perhaps to reflect on those professions who fearlessly continue to give their lives to help others. Why not? Firefighters. Anybody any, think of anyone else in their professions that give rescue? The police? Hundred percent. Over COVID, they risked their health and well-being. Um, yeah, wonderful example. And you know, Paul is reminding us that rarely will someone from the everyday population lay down their lives for the innocent or a good and upstanding citizen. In other words, Paul is illustrating that those people need to be worthy to die for. Worthy to die for. Paul goes on to say this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for all of humanity, even though we are not worthy. Now, why is that? Why is that? Before we come to any kind of understanding about anything that God does, we have to acknowledge this first, and it comes from Isaiah. He says this, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Wonderful words from the prophet Isaiah. God's thoughts are far bigger, far superior than ours. We'll come into situations where we'll say, God, I don't understand what is going on here. What's happening here? Where are you? What's going on? Why can't it be this way? Because this is the way I want it. Right? Give it to me, God. This is, I want to rule the world. I want to take on the responsibility of making the choices that are better for other people. Well, God says, no, hang on a minute. I'm far superior than you. I created you. I created the universe. Take stock, listen, wait, and passion. Because I am the Lord your God. So why did Jesus die for all of humanity? Jesus died because the world had ignored God's commands. Just kept on sinning. 
kept on going. The punishment for sin is death. God is the judge. Friends, just think about this for a moment. If God overlooked sin, that would make him unjust. That would make him unholy. Romans 6, verse 23, just a bit further on, says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, even though God banished Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden because of their sin and their disobedience, right? He said, out. He did not leave them without the hope of reconciliation. And Isaiah again points that God promised that he would send a saviour. It's what we all know about today of Jesus. He took our place on the cross. He took on all the sin of the world. The Apostle Paul also, also said in this to the Corinthian church, he said, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become righteousness. Wow. So that in him we might become righteousness. You see, on the cross, Jesus confronted all the hate, the anger, the divisions, the greed, the people who created war for the sake of their own self, the narcissistic ways. He confronted all of that, delivered Jesus, and he took all the sin of those people with incomprehensible love. And Jesus goes on loving. And there is no man on this planet that can match this kind of divine love for humanity. Generation after generation, Jesus gives and gives and gives. Amazing. Amazing love. And you know, it doesn't matter for us, whatever we achieve in this life, if there are times that we thought about the fear of death, right? Because when we think about death, we fear that everything that we've ever, ever done is wasted. You think about that. You think about death and you think, hang on a minute, what about that stuff? I'm just about to face the fear of being forgotten about my friends and family. The fear of how and when we're going to die. I don't know if you've thought about that, but some people have. Fears like this are going to creep up on us. 
And in moments like these, in these moments of reflection, all our achievements suddenly become insignificant. But friends, I want to remind you that we shouldn't learn, well, we should learn not to fear those things. Because you are in Christ Jesus, who offers eternal life beyond the one that we have right now. The gospel is good news, my friends. The gospel is, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The theological principle in John's gospel. Fundamental good news. And he brings that to every person who turns to him. There is not one person Jesus turns He doesn't care about the sin. Sin is not measured. God does not measure sin. But what he will do is he will be the judge of that sin. We can be sure of that. So when we come with repentant hearts, we turn to him. He knows everything. We turn to him and we say, Lord, this is my baggage. I bring it to your door. I cannot fix this. And that is how we lean on God. We bring him everything. Jesus is the only person who can allay our greatest fears. That wonderful promise of eternal life. So as we remember, don't we, all these people who pursued freedom and hope for our nation, facing many fears themselves. I don't know how they did it. But we lift all of them to the Lord. We thank them. We thank, just thank them for the peace and freedom that we enjoy today. Above all, we thank God, Jesus, and the freedom that he gave and the sacrifice that he placed on himself for us. The death and the forgiveness those who believe in him. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for for our minds where we can sit and reflect and remember. Honour those people who served fearlessly to give us freedom. Lord, we couldn't comprehend it because we did not fight in that war. Many of us didn't fight in it. But Lord, we know that war is not the answer. 
humans create we ask Lord that we would continue to reflect on life as it goes as the world turns to see those things happening help us to learn that we're in peace help us to learn help the next generation Lord to learn from the mistakes of the past And Lord, help us to continue to look to you and glorify you because of what you did for us. In Jesus' name, Amen.